0: Hello, all. This is blonde-haired girl. So, I wanted to talk about something. <laughs> so many moons ago, my obsession with the moon. <laughs> I I went to this this college in the town that I live in. It's a it's an extremely liberal college. <laughs> uh, um I don't know if anybody who is like actually um on the conservative side would ever go to this school because it's very liberal. Let me just say that. And it was one of these um like distance kind of learning things, but there was this requirement that you go to a colloquium. I didn't even know what that meant. I still don't really know what that means, but you had to go to this colloquium for your your kind of your residency type of of things. And you would go to these little like classes, like lessons. And my the reason why I was going to this school was to fulfill some requirements for my, I wanted to get my license in professional counseling that I never did get. I don't have a license in professional counseling, which is kind of pertinent to the subject that I'm talking, that I wanna talk about. So I'm taking the, and I generally always like took art therapy type of classes, and they were fascinating. Oh my God. But I remember one of them, It was an art therapy class, and she had given us some time to, like a half an hour, to create something. And I just wasn't feeling it. I really wasn't. I was not feeling it. And she actually walked up to me and said something. She was not happy with the fact that I wasn't creating a masterpiece. And I just, I don't know why, I just didn't feel like it. And the people around me, We're creating these, like, literally these little mini masterpieces. (laughs) And then there was me. Um, But that's not the one I want to talk about. The one that I want to talk about was kind of the end of the road for me with this school. And I ended up, like, I ended up not getting, I got, I don't know, I maybe got six credits from this university or this college. And, and so I ended up not completing the classes, which is kind of weird, right? It was kind of bizarre, but so I, um, what ended up happening was I went to a somatic therapy. And when I was in this, it was at this point that I realized that I really should sit by the door. When I'm in like classes that or things that I don't know anything about, I should just sit by the door. And this was, it was really bizarre. I mean, it was so bizarre. This was like, I I mean, I don't even know how to say how bizarre. And I, I didn't feel as awkward, except I felt incredibly judged by the nonconformist. I was judged by the non-conformist as being a conformist, but I was reluctant to conform to their conformity. So what I would say is, I'm a nonconformist, non-conformist. And so this is kind of popping up a little bit in my life now, I'm, I'm like realizing that I've been this way, probably my whole life, I have been a nonconformist, nonconformist, my whole life. Um, although I have to admit that in some ways I have conformed to some roles in my life, you know, unbeknownst to myself, you know, as cultural norms, but Um, so I can't say that I'm a complete, I've never conformed to any conformity. I can't say that and be honest. Um, but I remember when, when my son was, um, there was suspect, there was suspects, there was suspicion that my son was in the spectrum with that he was autistic. And I had this, I have this cousin who, Um, has autistic children and she had suggested and she said that this is the only proven method to treat children with autism. And it's this like behavior therapy. And I had this immediate reaction to it. The only proven method? What? What? It's called ABA, Applied Behavioral Analysis. <laughs> That's what it's called. ABA, Applied Behavioral Analysis, where your child, I mean, your three-year-old is sitting at a desk like 40 hours a week with all kinds of prompts and, and positive reinforcement. And there's, there's strict records kept. I mean, you must keep strict records, and this is part of the reason why. Um, why other methods, in my opinion, probably are not are not um, considered scientifically proven so I set out to find something else and I I found the work of a guy named Stanley Greenspan who was a pediatrician who wrote the book um floor time he he, he suggested a a different approach to sitting on the floor with your child watching what they want to do and joining into their play and so that's what I did um I that's what I did. And I worked in this field for, I want to say, it, 18 years. I worked with children birth to three with developmental delays. And so this is what I did. I, I sat on the floor with many, 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 many children. <laughs> and I played with them in their play. Tried to join in their play. Although I have to tell you, I did have some autistic children that would not engage with me whatsoever, and I didn't know what to do with them, I really didn't, so, but anyway, Um so, throughout, <laughs> oh my God, it's just all coming to me, all these different instances where I was just like, I just don't like conformity, I don't, I don't. I, I just don't. I am a nonconformist. Like when when somebody tries to tell me that there's only one way, I just like, I'm just, I just I just don't know what to say. Now, I have to admit, when I go up my, my butte every week, I do go the same way because it's the way I like. I could go another way. But I don't want to go that way. I like the way I go. So I just sort of Get into my own groove of my own conformity to my own constraints (laughs) because I'm a little bit of a creature of habit. But anyway, so what is happening? Oh, well, it was super interesting for me personally for the first time to have somebody ask me if I'm a Christian and I said no. The reason why I said I'm not a Christian is because when I say I'm a Christian, I am leading this person to believe that I believe in the tenets of the Christian church, which I do not. I believe in the teachings of Jesus. And I live my life by the teachings of Jesus. But I'm not a Christian because I don't believe in the tenets of the Christian church. So when people ask me and I say, yes, I'm a Christian. I am leading them to believe that I believe something that I don't believe. And so, and so recently, I also, you know, so when I talk to people, which I talk to people sparingly, sparingly about my life, like my actual life, which is this. This is my life. And I talk to people sparingly about it. Most people don't have any idea who I am. They, I think it's kind of funny. I've made references to it in the past. Like, um, about being Batman. But I'm not Batman. I'm blonde-haired girl. <laughs> but most people don't know that I'm blonde-haired girl. They just, you know... Um, and, but when I do talk about it, I often get asked, is it Reiki? I get asked if it's Reiki and I have this immediate reaction to that. No, it's not Reiki. We just have this amazing ability to always want to put someone in a box. Why is that? Why are we so stuck on labels? Makes me think right at the moment that people are just seeking connection. I said something to them that they they didn't understand and so they're seeking to for understanding. So they're going to something that they know about. I don't even know what I am I don't I don't know I don't even really know about the experience I had I don't even really know about the experiences I have all the time that my life is sort of this series of these like really cool things that happen so that I know I know that there is something out there. There is a lot out there, that there's more out there that I cannot see. There's more out there that I cannot see than what I can see. And that sometimes I'm able to connect with that or it connects with me. That I am connected to that and that is actual reality. And what I see is probably more like a mirage of some sort. But I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what I am. I don't know even really what I do. but i have this this resistance to to being put in a box so it's like it's like um just like giving you giving an example like i studied the works of david hawkins for years who wrote power versus force he had a massive impact on my life massive but i don't I don't believe in every single thing that he wrote. Like there's, there's, there were things that I just could not. Um, I could not, you know, some of the things he said, I just didn't know that if I agreed with it. Do you have to agree with everything? There may be some, there may be some tenants though. That you have to agree with. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking. I'm like how far back does this go? That I that I have been like this. And I don't know. It could be my whole life. But um, I don't know what to do with that. Not even that anything necessarily needs to be done with that, except that, I just think about how we always do this, where we put people in these boxes, in these stereotypes, in these, in these, and then we just sort of sum them up. We sum them up, and 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 I just. I think that it is really, you know, like critical thinking about things here. I work I work in a system right now that I see this quite a bit. And ironically, it's like you would think it would be the opposite, but it's not. Ironically, what I continuously see is, is that women are viewed as nuts and the men are viewed as somehow Given the benefit of the doubt. Before they should be. Like. I'm like is this person vetted? Do you know anything about them? And it's like the weirdest system. Every single. Every single person that I meet. I, I don't know them. I don't. I see what's on the this page. But I don't know if it's true. I don't know. I need some time to get to know this person before I'm going to before I'm going to um make any kind of anything about them. <clears throat> so that's really what I wanted to talk about is this idea Of do we have to? Do we have to fit into these boxes? That that it's like, and I don't, I don't. And so most of the time, I just don't even talk about. I don't share, which is my actual life, which is really weird because that's my life. But i what I perceive to be like blonde hair girl is my life, and then then when I'm in my my you know when I'm out and I'm just doing my thing that's you know I just wanted to reiterate that when I'm in my groove, when I'm in alignment with the source of everything, it is just it just feels so incredibly good feels so good to just be in alignment. It's just it's like you're just invincible. You're like ten feet tall and ten feet wide and you're just happy. Like just happy, like genuinely happy, like like filled with joy. And it's not like over the top where it's like like consuming. It's, it's just the most delightful thing. And to so to stay in that state is just so lovely. And it's funny and it's fun and it's light hearted. And it's, you know, it's just like, it's so like delicious. You know, and so I guess if I could say anything is my box, that's my box. That's what I conform to. I conform to the alignment, aligning myself with God. Or God aligning with me, I guess. I don't know. Do we do anything? I don't know. As an aspect of God, I don't know. I don't think there's any separation between anything. especially God and man, you know, like just the way I was taught, you know, God is like really far and I'm like here and I just, I couldn't figure it out. And then it was sort of like God just enveloped me. And then I realized, oh my God, well, there's no separation between God and me with a, with a lowercase m. and so being being filled up with that <clears throat> and so i'm going to end this podcast because i'm i'm rambling nonsense <laughs> i've been um i've been really attempting to do my meditations you know around around 4ish <laughs> And uh, it's been it's been kind of a mixed bag, to be honest. Um, I I told you all that I I moved my home office out of my room, and then I I put my little meditation space in my bedroom, and I and it's been a mixed bag. Some days I've been really exhausted and I haven't been able to like actually go back to sleep after. And so I'm like, I'm not getting enough sleep, to be honest. I know that some people act like you don't really have to sleep. You know, they, they, some people, some theorists say, oh, you don't really have to sleep. I'm like, you know what? I have to sleep. Like, I may not have to sleep eight hours, but I'm, I am i I need my sleep (laughs) because like when I, when I don't, I don't have as, I don't function as well. I just don't. And, and so, um, it's been a mixed bag and, um, but I can say that I do feel happier than I feel like I feel happier. I do. I feel more joyful. Like when I do get up in the morning, it's like, i i I think it's just so funny i I make this this phrase this is gonna be the best day of my life <laughs> I, I um I think this song I get out of bed. Uh, it's just so silly. it's gonna be the best day of my life anyway, I will be back with other ideas, and that's a wrap.